Before we start, I would like to give a soft spoiler warning for the movie Downsizing. We will talk about the themes and story overall, but we'll leave out detailed plot points. Basically, we are not going to spoil the movie more than the official trailer. So anybody interested in seeing the movie after our talk will for sure find still a lot to discover. That being said, enjoy. Welcome to Like Mother, Like Son, Like Movies. I'm Aaron and I'm here with my mother Lisa. Hello. And today we are going to talk about Alexander Bain's 2017 science fiction film Downsizing. And I'm going to start off this discussion uh, with a summary of all the bad reviews that this film got from the audience and the audience reaction to it. And it, it reads like this. This is the worst movie I have ever watched in my entire life. It was entirely too long while somehow accomplishing nothing. If you came to see this movie because of the trailer or because of curiosity of what a world would be like if you were the size of a thumb, then you paid for about 45 minutes. The other hour and a half is a completely different movie that has minimal to do with downsizing and is not what the trailer suggests. Like if you are going to make a movie about small people, throw in a large items next to them, besides the rows, to remind you are watching a movie about small people. It just looked like normal-sized humans in a normal-sized world. <laughs> the story was stupid and never really went anywhere. I am still wondering, what was the point of this movie? One of the most boring and dull movies I have ever had the displeasure to have watched. <laughs> And so this 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 is kind of a summary of all the bad reviews that I've been like reading of this movie because it's it has been the the most fascinating thing about this movie because so it came out in 2017 and it came out and we both really loved it. Yeah, we were not disappointed. Yeah, and you even called it the best movie of the year. I yeah. remember. Yeah, something like. That. Um, but for some reason, everybody hates this film. It has. Well, not of course literally everybody, but it has uh, lower than 50% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. It's somewhere around 47, 48 mm. and stuff. Uh, also, IMDb, it's like 5 stars out of 10. And it's universally kind of uh, among audience and critic, it's hated. Uh, and it was a commercial... Uh, failure in the box office. I think it has a lot of interesting ideas in the movie, but I've been kind of like in my head more like over and over baffled about why people dislike this movie because I really cannot see why this movie is so bad. Yeah, me either. I don't under, I don't understand what they are seeing. Yeah. So we thought what what we could do for this episode is that we will go through we we want to talk about this movie, but we will go through it with the terms of what are the common criticisms of the film. So yeah. we have kind of like listed down some of the most common that kind of appear all the time in the reviews and in the comments of people when they saw the movie. And we will try to go point by point and we will talk about and analyze it. What was the first point? So the first point that where we can start is that people were very upset or very like very uh, confident that it's a very like uh, failed genre movie by itself because it, it it appears to be a sci-fi movie about um, uh, that that explores the idea of what would happen if if uh, th we would invent uh, um, a, a machine that that is able to shrink people into the size of a thump you know <laughs> and. Yeah. It, it would it would it, it was like it, it's invented by a Norwegian scientist and it's it's a solution for environmental crisis um, 
they, they talk about it literally being about overpopulation and that the planet cannot handle th- this much waste and, you know... Yeah, and climate change and... Uh, yeah. yeah, which is kind of, they claim is because of overpopulation and yeah. stuff like mm. this. So let's shrink people down and they use much less waste and they use much less resources mm. and stuff. And then, and then the movie kind of like starts with that and then it like sets like 10 years afterwards where it's like more common it's uh-huh, not a new yeah, thing yeah, anymore yeah. Mm-hmm. now it's like a thing that some people shrink themselves and some people are normal sized and stuff like this and and that's kind of the premise and that's kind of the thing and then people were very really upset that like the, everybody loves this beginning of this film everybody thinks that this is a great idea and they want to explore this what what is what will happen you know yeah. that's what they think sci-fi does you know, to explore these kind of ideas and stuff like yeah. this. But they are very upset that and where they say that the sci-fi aspect fails is because once once kind of the beginning of the movie when our um, Matt Damon gets shrinked, mm. uh, shrunk, um, we kind of stop comparing them to the normal sized. You know, like we, we just start living with the small people and in their mm. small village but in that place, everything looks the same, like relatively yeah, yeah. normal sized. Yeah. So, so people were very like frustrated, like, like you, you have to keep the normal sized people there because otherwise we don't know that they're small people. And what is this movie then about if it's not like they're just normal sized, you know? Yeah. But do you know that uh, it's, a, it's a social satire, satire, satire what, how do you say it? Satire. Satire, yeah. Mm, it's a social satire. So for me that was natural that... Uh, very interesting that in the middle it changed to be... The, and anyway, the solution that there was this uh, rose... The, there were a few items which were extra big, you know, and this... Uh, normal size. Normal size, right. Yeah. It's the yellow rose and then there was this the vodka bottles mm-hmm. and then there was the this the first of all was this divorce papers which he had to walk on <laughs> and try to write his name on. <laughs> so they were very comical so yeah. it's it's a very comical film you know in one point in there one were, side there were other ones also i can mention like they, when they 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 because they they shrink down to this this village this big city which is like perfect city everybody has a mansion and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's apartment buildings and stuff yeah. like this but then like lo and behold there's of course the lower class people. the slum or yeah. something yeah like <laughs> even lower you know like really poor working people who uh, labor people who live actually outside of the wall because it's like a cube or yeah. like, like so <laughs> yeah. they live outside in a little yeah. little fenced corner with yeah. with like their buildings are made out of uh, container blocks yeah. yeah you know like that that for for transportation mm. and when when they go in and it's like this this net that is over it because that's all they can do to protect themselves from the outside world <laughs> yeah. it's just a net and you could see a dead bird on the net <laughs> that nobody can get rid of because nobody cares and it smells. You can imagine what yeah. a horrible situation. Oh, they have oh, to man. look at this dead bird rotting on the net. <laughs> so what are you talking about that there is no... Yeah, you know, they. so th- that's what I mean that there are few, some, some, it's not constant. So when there are so few of them, they are more shocking. Because we were already used to it, that the life is just normal for everybody, no? Mm-hmm. Like in the normal world, it's now it's small but normal. So we are, so suddenly you have this rose and suddenly you have mm-hmm. this. So it's more shocking. It's like, mm-hmm. it makes a, it has this special effect. Yes. And I, and I also want to add that Alexander Payne and the team behind the effects and stuff that they have been very be very accurate and precise that how it actually would be 
because yeah. they, like, like uh, Alexander Bain was talking about in a commentary track about this slum that they went, they go to that, that the the plywood and the all that they have been made, everything is actual like that they are wood pieces and everything that has been made out of normal sized wood, you know, and everything. <laughs> yeah. They look tiny and stuff like this, but it's like in proportion. It's it's uh, it's not tiny wood that. Yeah. You know, like it's normal size wood that is just like Yeah, yeah, it's made. very nice. So they, yeah. they have put a lot of attention to it, but it's in the details of the set design. I enjoyed it all very much, all that. I I didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah. And then then we come into the whole like the whole point about sci fi and chandra movie that like sci fi as a chandra is 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 an is a is a is a framework to tell stories where we we use a fictionalized idea to explore some kind of usually some kind of like let's say moral question or like social question or economical question or something like this you know about let's if if we meet another race it's it's there's a lot of like philosophical question about species speciesism and moral implications because then we can also compare let's say if we meet an alien and our, our dynamic then we can compare that to, for example, our dynamic with animals, which is another species, you know, and with another intelligence level and stuff like this. And so all sci-fi, all like, like, like there's this, like saying that all stories are political. So all sci-fi also has an agenda of some kind to comment on. And that's what sci-fi at best is. And downsizing kind of likes to, it, it works really well as a sci-fi because it kind of dares to explore it more deeply than just pure entertaining level, you know. Yeah. So that and that's what sci-fi should do at its best. Mm. So it it when when we kind of go through this whole premise setting up that okay we introduce this idea and then and when we kind of get comfortable like okay once we have done it then what. What about yeah. it? What is the life when you have strength? And that is what the life is. It's it looks exactly like when you would be normal sized. Yeah, exactly. When you have this Matt Damon, this Paul Paul Safranek, mm-hmm. when he is in the beginning and the way he behaves, and then he go, makes this stupid decision to go to downsizing. So. So he's after that he's as stupid as before. He's the same. Yes. Yeah, he goes on living the same kind of a person as he was before. But then luckily things have start to happen to him. Yeah, and, and the and the whole like the environment and the the, 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 the idea of downsizing because it, it's supposed to be a promise of a better world. It's supposed to be a promise of the solution. Mm. That if we would downsize, we would solve these problems, like environmental problems, social yeah. problems, economical problems, political problems, stuff. And none of those things are solved just no, by yeah. downsizing. And exactly. that's the whole point of the sci-fi storytelling framework to say that, well, if we go there, then it, it will not change. And we need something more. We need something more human to 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 say like like the premise like the tagline of the film says that we are meant for something bigger you know yeah. <laughs> you know this is a funny joke but it actually means a lot in the film story that yeah. we are to be expecting something more than just fun idea of like it's a crazy invention they are all like really shocked how how is this possible hmm. but even that level of crazy invention will not really solve the basic problems of of our like systematic problems like 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 they it's, it's actually kind of like in the film it's like even contrasted even more because we they live in a pure perfect uh world where everybody's so nice and everything's clean everybody lives in these mansions you know yeah. everybody yeah. can have diamonds and stuff because everything is smaller and stuff like this and you still have poverty, like how yeah. uh, that it 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 should kind of put you at kind of opening your eyes that there's something inherently problematic in our system that produces that kind of 
inequality and problem, you know. Yeah. No, but for me it was a wonderful surprise that this woman came up then. She she came in the middle middle part of the film about when it changed to be something else. And I loved that. I really loved that second part of the film. And exactly what the people didn't like, these yeah. criti critics. But then there was this horror, because I think partly it's a horror film. It's partly it's a comical, real comic. It's so funny, so funny all the time. And, and uh, then there is this horror part that I've never seen in any film ever that such a horror that what happened here mm -hmm. and that they actually agreed these stupid people they agreed to be shrunk small to the size where somebody can take them by fingertips and crush them to any time they like no mm. the the bigger people that's it's a horror real horror <laughs> it was it's unbelievable that somebody would do that to them. And mm -hmm. there were a lot of people and just by blinded by money or something. Exactly, yeah. And, I, yeah. and this Vietnamese woman, when she came later, she, she was actually shrunk against her will mm -hmm. in Vietnam. And, and that means that they can, they can bring it here also in this New Mexico. They, they were living there in New Mexico by this time. This. Mm -hmm. So, so they can punish, make a punishment on people that shrink them, but shrink, shrink everybody who's g supposed to go to jail or whatever. No, mm -hmm. it can be a criminal punishment. Exactly. It, it, it goes into a full-blown horror after that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think you are very, very correct to say that it's actually quite a horrifying idea to that everybody would be so willingly to just like okay we will downsize ourselves because then you would make yourself vulnerable to any normal size violence against you and stuff and you don't really have any leverage as a, in a political stance like yeah. you cannot really revolt against normal sized people for your human yeah. rights because just to squish you you know like there's yeah. nothing there so it's kind of strange and I think that's where Alexander mm. Baines uh, way of telling stories coming to play because he always has this kind of feel like like when you watch the beginning of it actually everything feels so natural and nice and there's like nobody there's a no issue about it you know everybody yeah, everybody nice. thinks that, oh how sweet how nice oh, yeah and this will be a, be a good world and we saw and we see the whole process of how they shrink them and stuff and all mm -hmm. the workers are so nice and they do their work very nice and they are chatting with each other like the normal size start chatting with the small sized workers and and it's just like this like like the nicest institution you can imagine you know yeah. and, and I think they are all like going to a picnic yeah and it and it's like it's it really is the talent of the director pain that he he has this ability to craft worlds where you can feel nice in you can feel comfortable and you feel oh, comfortable yeah. with these people and you know yeah. and with this thing and it kind of sells you that like everybody loves that first half everybody would probably do it apparently <laughs> because yeah. it's how the movie sells it you know and, yeah. how, and the director mm. has a lot of talent there so he yeah. knows what he's doing yes yeah, so yeah. He, he he needs to bring you where you are needed to be for the story yeah but he lost the people for some reason after yeah that. it was the point where they are shrunk all this Matt, Matt Damon this uh, Paul Safranek is shrunk you remember what rage he got when yeah. he found out that he was so... That was the end of the loveliness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like the reality came and, and stuff. And so it's a kind of a, a comical situation and in the same time it's a horror. Yeah, and, and actually you can really feel... Like I, I, I turned to Merrill and said like, actually this is very interesting that you are introduced to, to this new village, this world as small. You know, they, they bring... The, their the marriage rings that are huge to the house to as a memorial and stuff because they cannot shrink them 
and stuff like this and but and every everything should be like wow you know like wizard of oz you know mm. wow look at this this is interesting crazy but matt damon is like sad and depressed and melancholy and he has all shaved and he looks really like bad and you have this like downer feeling even the music is kind of like da, 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 da. <laughs> you know like it's not a wow effect it's like very sad effect to introduce to be introduced into this world which is interesting tonal choice for the movie and stuff but it works very good because of the thing but, and but then we get into the part where which always alexander Payne in his films go the the crisis of the masculinity this you know he's he's in his films he handles this uh, crisis of masculinity so there he gets into that part yeah good point yes yeah yeah people were like criticizing him that that he he always has this this middle-aged white uh, <laughs> um, middle-class men kind of at the center point and it's like can, can he do any diversity in it with his characters and stuff but he's is, interested in himself he's interested in that subject so yeah and he, he always knows. brings some element which which then makes a change in this man. This movie is full of diversity. And they actually yeah. talk different languages. Like we talk Norwegian, we talk uh, Mexican, and we talk like uh, Vietnamese and, you know, and yeah. and Ma- Matt Damon is actually like a minority among all the diverse characters, you know, from all around the world. Like Dusan is uh, from Serbia and... You know, uh, was like, he from Serbia? Yeah. He was from somewhere East Europe. This uh, Christoph Waltz yeah. character. Uh, so it's mm. it's it's and, and and so we kind of focus on Matt Damon because Matt Damon it's it's an American movie and Matt Damon represents American person. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But anyway, now we are kind of moving on already to the next point. So we, I want uh, to. Where, which point was was it where we are? Yeah, like now we have already been talking about the next point, which is bad plot. People talk about all the time how this plot doesn't make any sense after the premise, you know, when the Vietnamese yeah. woman comes in, the refugee, it like, it just doesn't go anywhere anymore. And ah. they basically, they kind of refer to the idea that it doesn't follow a traditional Hollywood structure. Where yeah, you because like, there's an Asian woman finally in the picture. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Alexander Payne has this courage to kind of use a tonal shift uh, in the midpoint of the movie because we kind of start off in the beginning with this like hopeful premise. That we follow them, this couple, like we are supposed to follow this couple to this downsizing world and we are all waiting excited. Yeah, and because it's, it's a promise of like the solutions to be kind of like uh, solved that we have but it's it's yeah. a kind of an illusion of a solution because underneath there's something ter- terribly wrong about that decision exactly because, because yeah. it's it's a great idea great like like pure um, um, like environmentalist uh, solution to like okay I do it like they say the characters like okay I you do it for the planet and when, when, when the newcomers come into the village, they are saying, like, thanks for helping the planet when they yeah. are there. But in And in the same time, they get the mansion with the fabulous... Yeah, and, and it's kind yes. of... And, and, and you don't really even realize it. Well, I don't know. I realized it. Like, I, I, I was thinking that this is... That was part of my horror. Because you were saying, like, like that you... It's a horror to agree to shrink but to me the horror was in this greed of people because they they were thinking that okay i can save the planet but really what they're thinking is that well i can save the planet uh if i can get rich by doing so so they are like for me one of the most terrible moments in the film is when they come go and check out it to kind of like uh shop around where Mm -hmm. they would shrink down and settle 
you know, the retirement place, you know, like looking for. And they have this sales pitch in a conference yeah. room with with a miniature uh, mansion that is like yeah. filmed with the cameras. And there, it's uh, Neil Patrick Harris and Laura Dern. Yeah. Um, Having a bubble bath. Yeah, Laura Dern in her bubble bubble bath in diamonds, and mm. and it's it's. To me, it's like the dirtiest like example of like a capitalist creed, like this kind <laughs> yeah, of mansion sure. and like wow, I can I, and the audience like being breathtaking by the diamonds that Laura Dern has and like oh my god, and, you know and and they swallow this idea whole, like they swallow it just like that, like you can have a Picasso at home and that is impossible. Yeah, like it's. It's kind of <laughs> weird, and and, and and so there's it, it's it's very hopeful and very promising, but there's there is clearly something wrong there, and the yeah. movie takes the whole idea of the plot structure is to take that apart and explore why there's something problematic about that decision, and it really goes mm. into the very end of Matt Damon's decision. Um, the re- resolution of the story and Matt Damon's character arc, that this beginning choice, because he has to make a similar choice at the end. Yeah, he has to do the same. There's the same, like moment, you know, and and yeah, and, yeah. and the plot is very wonderfully structured. Like I don't really understand yeah, it's, why it's, it loses focus because actually it's very focused. To use all the elements that Matt Damon yeah. is is, ha- is doing, you know, like yeah. And did you think about this that there are two women there? This Audrey in the beginning, who is bossing over Paul Safranek, mm-hmm. her husband, and then there is this Vietnamese woman who is bossing over Paul Safranek. <laughs> no, the two, but so different. Mm-hmm. So you know, he is repeating that thing also there. Yeah, I, true. I think I, I, really yeah, I think that a lot of the dynamic between those relations of that mm. wife in the beginning and the Vietnamese woman at the end uh, is kind of to see the the, the 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 more let's say pure self selfless choices that you would make. You know, yeah. like for for what reason do you want to help or do you want to do something around you for others or Something like this. Yeah, it's a healthy, healthy choices to be made. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like there's there's very many wonderful moments. For example, like there's this cancer patient that Matt Damon has to go to check that the Vietnamese. Yeah, woman, Gladys. Uh, yeah, the Mexican woman. Yeah. Uh, that she's she's dying of, and the uh, I'm trying to pronounce her name. Knock, uh, knock. Knock. Uh, Knock. It's very hard to pronounce. Lantran. Lantran. Yeah, that's why we say Vietnamese because we otherwise we wouldn't say Vietnamese because it's just a woman. Yeah. But 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 to be the hard to say her name. <laughs> but, so it's my name is Paul and the Vietnamese actress is acted by by Hong Chao. So yeah. and her character is Knock Knock. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know how to or pronounce ho- it. No, it's it's very hard to pronounce, and it was it was. We will go into that more, but whatever this. Yeah. Is. Okay. Um, so, um, she she has this cancer patient, and she's dying, <laughs> and Matt Damon cannot do anything, and but she just asks him like, "Can you just be there for her and ease her mind?" And that that reflects at the end decision where we 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 are kind of. Uh, confronted with the end of the world uh, dilemma, you know yeah. how to solve end of the world. It's kind of um, so uh, because if people are going to die, then mm. uh, are you going to run away or are you going to be there for those people to ease yeah. their mind? Which is kind of parallels that cancer patient, you know, for example. So it's 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 very cleverly being there to kind of foreshadow that decision and also and then at the very end when she when Matt Damon is walking in the tunnel 
and he's like yeah. the final decision that he has to make because he's going through so many <laughs> choices in his mind. He's a poor man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so many things to choose, what to do in this world. Like he's he's a man without a goal. It's just, we will go into yeah, that. That's why he likes to go in a group always. Yeah. You know, he goes along the group and he also they in Norway in the end. Yeah, but we will go into that later in the, in ah, the next part. Yeah, okay. But the, yeah. the choices that he has to make in the tunnel about the, the next part that, that he has to do uh, is, is kind of an effect, like I said, in the very beginning where he has to choose, choose to downsize himself. And there you can kind of see the, re, the comparison of the, like, what what is different about those choices and why yeah. he ends up there. And it's a very nice place where he ends up for himself, you know, yeah. for all the questions that he has. So it's, it's, it's a very cleverly structured plot that, where everybody has a place really you know and yeah. and he even said like he it's two and a half hours or something and he i heard that a rumor or something that alexander payne even had an idea for a four hour movie even even <laughs> to, to really stretch all of those parts even more so there's a lot of happening in that movie you know uh it's mm. very condensed you know yeah. that can, that can feel a little bit like out of place when so many things happen one yeah. by one and the heavy heavy solutions to be made uh, no decisions and very heavy things essential to the world and he makes them even comical <laughs> yeah indeed light and comical and so we kind of follow him through to the end in a comic way and also tragical right? yeah in that way I've kind of sometimes thought of him as like the, the American Correda that is able to use very heavy themes in his movies but make it always very light-hearted yeah. like Nebraska or Sideways or you know that is a talent really yeah so he has a, he has a talent to to, 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 to to explore very deep characters and conflicts but with a very light-hearted comedic drama it's just, so I don't think this is a bad plot no no it's very there's a lot of thought there in, in, in that plot and it's it, it everything has a place really and, and the, there's a reason why there's a total shift for the for the message and for the moral idea of the movie behind it and Be yeah because if they say that in in the second when the second half starts that there's no point they don't see any point in the whole thing. Why? So I think the whole point of the second part is that Paul Safranek starts to change as a person. Yeah, and the, and now we are kind of going to the next place where we are. We talk more about Paul Safter. Safranek. Safranek. Yeah, it's a very funny name also. So um, they they really criticize this character for being very boring. And that he doesn't have really, like, he cannot think for himself. He doesn't have any goals that we can relate to. So, like, no motivation. Like, what is this guy? What does he want from life? Usually, movie character, you you have to know his goals from the very beginning. Uh, and yeah, yeah, to... that you can identify yeah. with that because he is us. Yeah, and the story should reflect that conflict of him wanting so of, what he of needs. Course you know? Of course they're disappointed that... We have to be that person, that, <laughs> that, that stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and what you were saying just now that, like we, um, that we the, the, the second half where it kind of loses focus and it's it it kind of is is true for for his character because he has a goal in the very beginning to get rich quick basically to have the american dream just by handed to you by but i think it's done because of his wife yeah yeah but but yeah. the point of point is that he's, he's reflects he's, he's a character of a average american citizen who just wants to be well off he just wants yeah. to have a nice he, he even said himself like he still lives in his childhood home he doesn't have an yeah. ability to to get a nice place for him that is outside of his family history where you know he still has to be there and stuff i understand that you want to improve your life and stuff 
and maybe the wife has unrealistic ideas because they were looking like mansions uh, to move in which is just like where do you get that from you know but so anyway he's he's very troubled of his money situation finances and he doesn't have a bigger than life idea of where he has to be He, he works as a as a physical physical therapist exactly yeah. in a meat factory and apparently he likes that he, he's very yeah good I, I had a f- I had a feeling that he just would have liked that just a simple life and go in the evening to the bar to have a beer yeah just like Patterson <laughs> yeah. or somebody <laughs> I was thinking no? and be happy like that so why should he have anything yeah and, anything? I, and I actually inspire a lot of those characters that are so minimal and it's basic and that just want to live a comfortable life mm-hmm. and don't have to have because it's, it's to me it's actually quite comfort, com, comforting idea that you don't need more than that from life and it's yeah. not it's not unrealistic for this kind of movie to have uh, a common person as your main center who because you need to have that kind of mo- that kind of motivation for this story to happen yeah. you need that's mm-hmm. why all of those people, like you say, like why do they agree on it? Well, because they all can get rich. They all can yeah. have that American dream, so why not? It's like perfect deal, you know? And then you mm-hmm. can live with the idea that you save the world, you know? Yeah. But you mm-hmm. do it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the movie Planes Out says this with one character, that you don't do it for the world, you do it for yourself and stuff. And, and then when, when he gets there and that twist happens, where he kind of is lost everything, yes. he ends up alone, <laughs> being a tiny person, in an apartment building in a in a in a telecom marketing telemarketing yeah. job, you know, horrible, <laughs> <laughs> selling like colors. I don't know what he's selling. And trying to get a new woman by dating this terrible woman there. <laughs> yeah, like and. <laughs> so mundane and you know banal life and stuff like this like which was probably not what he wished for at least no he, he got really want... angry in that corridor when the, in this corridor when there were people going to the party at this woman he was really angry at her. yeah exactly and, and it's kind of funny how matt damon still can be so relatable and nice even though he gets yeah. so angry like imagine bruce willis <laughs> in, in the... <laughs> <laughs> He will be charismatic at least, but going to be very mad. <laughs> different movie uh, with different actors. Matt Damon, this is a Matt Damon version of it. Like imagine the same movie yeah. with Al Pacino or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or... But he's perfect in this part. Yes. Ah, and I read, I read that uh, he originally wrote it for Paul Giamatti. Ah, yeah. Yeah, but it was uh, it didn't happen in time this film, and so mm. they didn't have this. So that would have been lovely. But it's okay. it's very good with Matt Damon. Yeah, I think Paul Giamatti would have bring some very interesting energy into it also, and the, especially for the choices why he. <laughs> yeah, I can the, imagine. <laughs> you know, like the because what he what he does with Sideways and Alexander Bain is really fantastic, and I think. There could be something interesting there. It would have been maybe mm. a little bit different tone with the movie. Yeah, different tone, but it's, Matt Damon is... Paul Giamatti is a little bit more desperate <laughs> than Matt Damon. Matt Damon, like a nervous and desperate person usually. Yeah. Matt Damon is very likable and he's always like, feels nice. He's kind and likable, yeah. Very nice. But then when he gets furious... But, so <laughs> my point is that after the second half, it's kind of the point of the movie that he doesn't have a goal anymore because he's lost so where to go and that's where why he at the end why it's such a difficult choice for him what to do is because he says what what my life matters you know what what mm. what does my life amount to after all these choices that I've made like I don't have anything and that's his problem that he doesn't have anything to go in his life anymore he tried he made this irreversible choice for get get the rich quick <laughs> scheme, which is a scam, basically. You know, like yeah, getting yeah, everybody yeah. to do this. You know, in, in, for for that. You know, like, um, and well, if that doesn't work, then what do you have? 
you know? I think it's not boring, because at this point was that Matt, Matt Damon is boring by criticism. He's not boring, he's he's just kind person who gets furious in the... I can just wait every time he, he's meeting with these difficulties. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like a kind of a person, like average person who doesn't have goals, and then people around him will, he will kind of be influenced by the, the, the environment, you know, mm. and, and he will meet and the, there's a lot of colorful people around him that have a lot of personality and character and stuff like this, but it's not, it's, it's interesting to have a big movie with such an average person. Yeah, that's you know, it, and yeah. I, I actually, I, I find it very, very like nice about this movie that there is that person like yes it would be again a different movie and a different story with a person with a clear goal like if it would be a movie about Tuzan it would be a whole different movie you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so this is this is supposed to be that average person story you know so so next next thing that that people criticize uh, which has kind of being also very hard thing to, to get over with people is that the character of Knock Langdran is seen as a racist character and a kind of a stereotypical Vietnamese character because she, she has this broken English accent, Vietnamese accent with a broken English and she's a maid when we meet her in the movie yeah. and it's like and, and, and she's very like seen also as a kind of a saint very pure-hearted saint who helps everybody. He, he, he uses all of her time to help others and stuff like this. So it's like, it's kind of feels like people don't know what to think about this, this character. Like, it's it. I feel like it's kind of a confusion for people more. Like, is that racist or not? And they kind of go with the racist. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like, they hear the accent, and it's such a such a kind of a shock like is is that okay to have a person with an accent speaking English like shouldn't it be good English ah but you know? we know that it's okay because we ourselves are like that yeah we, we talk with an accent but but um, in, in, in in some ways like Hollywood haven't seen this type of characters like like mm. an immigrant maid or, or like a domestic worker in the center of the story like we we yeah. don't often turn our cameras to watch the people in the background that do all that that domestic work and that they might have a whole history behind them and they might have the answers to everything you yes know? she was a political activist and she's a charming woman and she's helpful and she's very intelligent and she's just a great woman yeah, exactly. Whatever country she comes from. And there's a lot of interesting like story behind that character and the actress. Um, because Alexander Bain originally wanted to have um, like a, like an, so to speak, authentic uh, Vietnamese person to, to play the role uh, from Vietnam, you know. Uh, isn't she from Vietnam? Vietnamese. He's a, so so when he, when he met Hong Zhao, who is um, Vietnamese American, like he's he's basically ah, he's, he's yeah. grown up in America. He's American, ah, but she has a okay. Vietnamese background, yeah. but with her family and where she comes. See the actress uh, Hong Zhao herself. She convinced Alexander Payne that you shouldn't give it to a Vietnamese actor just because of authenticity. You know, with the yeah. idea to to kind of run after that, you want to yeah. because it's a very. She felt that it was a very emotional character with a lot of um, depth in it. That she she said that you you really need um, an actor, a good actor who can who can really understand what you have written, the script, so to to use your flow and stuff. So she so she she recommended to have a kind of a Vietnamese American from L.A you know, from local, you know, the Hollywood surroundings that you can, you can work much better than, you know, to try to translate or something and to work with this, like, broken English for the sake of authenticity, you know. Like, uh -huh. Hong Xiao can yeah. 
bring more reality for the movie in that sense. And she, she, she also campaigned because they were thinking about making her name much easier for Matt Damon to pronounce and stuff. But she, the actress Hong Zhao was very clear to to stick with the hard name Doc <laughs> because so so just that, that we have to have a we have to see in the movie a person with a real name that is can be hard to pronounce. That, yeah, yeah. that the characters face that, you know, and that's authenticity, you know, it's not... I really loved her in this film. Yeah, and she she, she based her accent in, in real Vietnamese, it's a real accent, it's not a yeah, fake so. movie joke accent, even though it might sound that, because it's very caricaturic in, in a way, like it can sound very cartoonish and stuff, like, but it's because of the Vietnamese language of how they, how they pronounce letters yeah, yeah, and the stuff intonation and yeah, it's very yeah. hard cuts and and stuff so when you translate that to english it can sound very jarring yeah. you know and and yeah. so it, so maybe people may were maybe confused of that you know yeah uh-huh. so yeah. There, there's a real authenticity behind that character that it's not just funny accent or just funny accent to make fun of or to diminish that character there's a real idea that she would actually talk broken English because she comes from Vietnam as a refugee and she actually talks pretty good English considering she, yeah. she talks she's better in language than Matt Damon you know yeah she's very intelligent woman obviously yeah and 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 then to to start to, to, to finish off the, um, about um, Hong Zhao is that um, I read about her background in in real life, like where she comes from, and her parents um, they they fled Viet- Vietnam around 1979 after the war. Um, yeah. uh, they and the the husband got uh, the father got shot uh, while they were fleeing, and they were drafted they were drafted on a boat for three days. Uh, while the husband was bleeding, the, the, the father, and the mother yeah. was pregnant with Hong Zhao at that time. And, oh, then, wow. and then they entered Thailand uh, and they yeah. spent time in a refugee camp in Thailand. And uh, Hong Zhao's mother gave birth to her in the refugee camp during that oh. time. So she was what born in Thailand in the refugee camp when they fled from yeah, Vietnam. In a, they were both, refu- both refugees. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then they they were able to finally come to America, and she grew up in America, and she oh, speaks perfect English, and you know, oh. she's American in that that way. Yeah, and she's lovely. I seen her in her, no, not in this character, like not as a servant something, but as herself. She's really do you, lovely. Do you know where other movies she was? No, she was in well, she was in Inherent Vice. She was yeah, she was in Inherent Vice in that. That uh, massage parlor. Yeah, which is it is much more racist character than this. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody talks yeah. about that. If they want racist, yeah. so that's yeah, okay. <laughs> so and, and I, so I as a, as a kind of finish off the, the about this um, knock character, uh, there's a there's a beautiful um, uh, paragraph from an article by Kevin uh, Guen, uh, where he wrote to. Uh, GQ and he wrote very good nice article about um, Hong Zhao as an actress and how, what, all the background like what I all this yeah. like what I got from there and there's this very beautiful paragraph that really ex, um, explains a lot about this this character and uh, I quote as someone who's been around the language I didn't find it offensive but rather accurate and at times oddly comforting yeah. Uh, for the uninitiated, Vietnamese is a language of rampant accent marks and harsh tones. It's jarring, sure, but it take, it makes me wonder if critics are actually of, offended by it or if it's some well-intentioned overcorrection. An <laughs> inability to distinguish jokes about an accent from jokes being told by someone with an accent. Yeah. The reaction might say more about the audience than the movie. Yeah, 
And that I think is very mm-hmm. interesting about this character and this movie. Yeah. It's very nice that they talk so deeply about everything. Yeah, so nice. so Vietnamese mm. audience themselves have been very okay with it. And actually, like this guy says, it's been very comforting to, for them to see this kind of character on movies. Yeah. And, and that's nice. a good choice that they have made. It's a very nice to see such a diverse character in, in such a good story. Yeah. So, very good. So be very open to that, that character. It's not a joke. And then Matt Damon meets in the midpoint of the movie, he meets his neighbor, Dujan from Serbia, who is played by Christoph Waltz. <laughs> very nice acting, a very nice role. Um, yeah, here it fits with him. He's kind of a, like a, a kind of a dirty opportunist businessman. So he's kind of sleazy in that sense, but he's very likable. And he's likable and he thinks kindly about Paul yes. suffering. So, so they, they criticize him that uh, Dusan is a kind of a pointless character in the movie <laughs> and that he, his only point in the movie is to get Paul to Norway. And that, that's like all he actually does for Paul. Really? He, he, he is not important as a friend? Well, that, that's the most <laughs> favorable. Thing I have seen that people can agree on that 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 that's at least what he does in the movie, like as a plot device, you know. And Udo Kier, his friend, the boatman. Yeah. I don't even I don't remember his character name, but he's kind of just there. He's Conrad. Conrad. <laughs> Seems like a cop captain or something. Oh, he has a own yacht. <laughs> yacht. <laughs> that's that's like like literally all. The character's trait is that boat. He talks about the boat. <laughs> yeah. And then he's there as a friend of Dusan. And yeah. And they like to enjoy the life and just Yeah, so why would you why would money. you tell that why why is this character not that pointless? Because they become friends of Paul Safranik and they are kind kindly they take him like to to their arms. Like Teaching him that oh you have to enjoy life and you have to find the you know take advantage of this situation. They turn it like upside down all his his melancholy. Mm, exactly, it's kind of like happens right at that moment. Something happens to Matt Damon's character where he kind of opens opens his eyes to the system and the kind of mm-hmm. like transparent of the whole system that. There's this kind of yeah. opportunity, opp- opportunistic advantage of it, and it's not so pure-hearted and simple exactly. as it is. Like he himself chose in the beginning to go to that shrinking to get lavish life. Like, But there, with this Dusan and Conrad, he meets these people who actually make lavish life with, them, with the shrinking. They shrank by that purpose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but they they are you know realistic and they are honest about it. Yeah, the crooks who are honest about it. They kind of they are honest about the double faces, double standard yeah. of the whole thing, and they kind of mm. say to him straight away, straightly that what is the double standard of this situation in their own way. And this would be a different movie if you if you would have Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street. You know, where he would just start <laughs> exploiting the whole situation. Imagine that this would yeah. be the, si- the scene with Matthew McConaughey, you know, where he realizes that he just has to exploit the hell out of the situation mm. to get rich and for his own advantage. And it's like, um, goodbye for that character, you know, like, mm. good luck. But we, there, then we see that when, even faced with this kind of corruption behind the scenes, in a way, Matt Damon still chooses to be very humane and to help out this Vietnamese woman knock yeah. that um, and not not to become a dirty businessman or something he's not that yeah. kind of character and that's also kind of nice of pain to write that you know people are not going to start exploiting you or that there is there is something in him as a character as a person that he wants to help you know yeah. So then try to follow that voice and we, that, then, then we kind of, that's why we kind of then have to go to the Norway 
point of the movie. Yeah, he kind of opened his eyes there. Because yeah, them. because then in the Norway he tries to make that same choice again. <laughs> he tries very hard. <laughs> yeah, so that 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 was kind of our take on like the thing, and 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 I want to kind of um, uh, go into explaining and like, because I've been because like I said we've been trying to figure this out like why is this movie so hated and we kind of explain why it shouldn't be hated that there's a lot to love in this film and it it works pretty well but why did it fail them you know why didn't people see this and I have a theory that um, kind of what happened behind the scenes and what kind of why it failed because and, and this kind of you can see throughout uh, bad reviews and one of the main common things in the reviews that all the time pops up and why where people are mostly likely to give one star or something is they refer to the trailer of the movie so the marketing that promised them a different movie it's very interesting that people be so angry if they were sold a different movie than what the trailer suggests that they cannot be surprised that it's a different it's not a sassy comedy like the first part that it becomes a kind of a ah, the, I haven't seen the trailer so yeah. you, you mean that the trailer has is showing it as a comic yeah film? I, I neither I saw the trailers because I didn't want to know anything but oh, people watch yeah. trailers and it's a known thing that producers want to make trailers where they explain the movie because mm. when what, what we always what we always complain about trailers that they always explain everything that's exactly the point of most trailers for the most common audience is that when they go and see the movie they want to be expected to see the exact same things as in the trailer they oh. don't want to be surprised they want to know what they are buying if you buy a product <laughs> you want to know that it works so the trailer is a proof that this product will you will enjoy this product you know they think they, they that's like the way the producers usually think and it's it's a very simple thing why how why trailers are like that so when this when alexander bain has done mostly like only small indie movies it's a very good budget and a kind of analyzer like he knows exactly that the movie is going to make and what budget he needs it for and he can make very small movies very fast and very efficient and stuff and that's why he, people like him a lot he's a very efficient director and i think and that's why he has a good reputation as a in among producers and studios so he make he, he gets quite easily make movies for his talent and probably because he's white and male also if <laughs> the fact but uh so they gave him the first big budget blockbuster movie. They kind of petted on him that okay, he has he has never failed us. So let's yeah. give him now a bigger movie. And they 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 said apparently they the producers or they they read the script and they didn't understand the movie, but they said that they are going to do it anyway. So they were kind of petting, gambling, you know, like let's see, and this happens. Sometimes they make a bet, you know, like, okay, let's see where this goes. And mm. the... So he... But but he's not making... A, he cannot make a basic blockbuster movie. He makes it... He has to think that there has to be a reason for all of that. You know, he, he makes an intelligent movie. He makes mm. a movie with a meaning. And not just for entertainment. You know, why would these people downsize? You know, and what would be the consequences of that? You know, yeah. why on earth he, he would make honey, I shrunk the kids, you know. <laughs> but when it was then marketed, it was marketed as something like honey, I shrunk the kids. You know, a goofy mm. comedy about downsizing and that there would be some satire in it and stuff. And people thought that they would get a lot of more, like some people were angry that they didn't explore voting system, for example. Like, why, mm. how would voting work and stuff like this? Which is, like, mentioned in the film, but it's, like... It's not really the point of the story, you know? But, so, so they were, like... The, the movie played out against their expectations. So in such, such a way that they, they felt cheated. And You think the wrong people went to see the movie or what? 
it's so it's not the movie's fault because of this, you know, that it was marketed wrongly. And I think maybe this could have worked better as a European movie. You mm. know, it's not maybe the whole problem was America. Because it's an American movie and American film covers, the common film cover can be quite demanding and kind of um, self-centered. Like, for example, this this year with Parasite, there has been this common problem that people don't want to see the film because it's subtitled. And they were campaigning against, like, or talking against it being an Oscar movie because it's subtitled. But that is your scene. It's in it. It's kind of, they, like... They cannot, and that's why they remake movies, foreign movies, or mm. non-English movies in American movies, like yeah, like Gloria, like Gloria and Funny Games, and, mm. and, and both done by the film director themselves, and and the, the weirdest movie ever, the Secret in Their Eyes. So it's like they 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 cannot really handle like things out of out of their comfort zone. And, and 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 this movie is like a like a demonstration of that that it really yeah, really like yeah. ru- rubbed the American audience the wrong way and that's why I say that maybe if this movie movie would have been made in France let's say or something and American audience would just see it as a quirky weird France mo- French movie maybe it wouldn't be so bad you know like in terms of box office and reviews and it would find it's the type of audience that can handle it better, you know, mm. because it's such a sad thing that such a great movie can be diminished only by that it had the wrong type of trailer. <laughs> Imagine, like, it's just, yeah, what does yeah. the trailer got to do with it? But so much hangs on it, apparently. So it's kind of strange. So... But I can give like my my take on the my criticism of uh, this downsizing um, to kind of because yeah. it's not a perfect movie, of course, and it can be improved. And then here's my thoughts how how it could be improved, and it could have been maybe found a better audience with these changes. Um, uh, for sure, like like some some clue to that problem kind of lies in. In little bit in the Christoph Waltz and Udo Kier character characters because while they are have a point in the plot and they are very nice and likable and we can it's fun to have them there it's true that they don't do much they could do more you know but the thing is that the movie doesn't have space for that because it's already two and a half hours and. Uh, would be nice mm. if it's like four hours, but this four-hour movie is pretty long movie. So my my suggestion or my point, like what how this movie could be improved much better and made really like if it would be made this way, it would be like quite quite a perfect movie. Of course, it's always can be like perfect movie ideals, mm. but so and and we talked a lot about this in in the past in many movies, but this this movie could be perfect as a mini series. Ah. Wouldn't it? So imagine like let's say ten episode season with one hour episodes or something, and take all of those parts of that movie, all of those twists and tonal yeah. shifts, and make them into one episodes. Like so, the premise is one episode where how we start and how we downsize, and then it stops there, and then we pick up from arriving there, and so and ah. so, and then like the Norway. Could be like two episodes even, where we really can take our time to explore why he's going through all those those choices in his head. Because there are a lot of happens with that character in there. And we can kind of like, because towards the end, like a lot of things happen because they have to happen for the plot. And they are not given space to naturally evolve. You mean one hour... Uh, but yeah per episode wow very yeah, nice yeah and then we could just have a long nice journey through this yeah. this idea this concept and go through those 
those twists and turns with the characters and evolve with them and then we would understand much more them and that Matt Damon's character would work perfectly for that kind of journey to kind of just kind of ride through it and stuff it, it's, a, it's a very yeah. challenging script to do as a movie and I understand that it didn't work as good as his other movies because there's so much he wants to tell for this budget yeah. and this level of story because he has to get everything squeeze everything out of it and it's really good but I think at some point the producer or somebody should have like made a deal that like hey, let's do a mini series out of this. Yeah, and they will not do it because this uh, the ones producers they f- think it's failed. Yeah. So they don't have they don't trust it. That's a pity. That's a pity. Yeah. So that's kind of our take on downsizing. We, we we have been planning this for a long time. This like we, we whenever when it came out we have been. Wondering I wanted to talk it. about it even before it came out. <laughs> yeah, because we had this incredible string yeah. plan, and we, we were so excited about this. So that's it. So we we got that out of our system. So should we say thank you and goodbye? <laughs> yeah, we can say thank you and goodbye. Bye bye. Original music for our team was made by Kevin MacLeod. If you would like to get more content for each episode, I recommend checking out our website, mothersandmovies.com. And if you like our show, please read it on iTunes and share it with your friends. That would be really nice. Thanks a lot and bye.